But you ready? Yep. Surprise. All right, Tom, this has been a long time coming, isn't it? It has. So I think you first contacted me when I was in Edinburgh, I think, yeah. in August. Um, so it's actually nice to finally get to meet you. Yes, let's shake uh, hands. Yeah, we're shaking no, hands. No one can actually see that. It is an audio medium, but yeah. uh, we have, for the benefit of the tape, we've just shook hands. Yeah. <laughs> and we're at Just the Tonic in Watford. We in, are. In yeah. the green room, in inverted commas, where... It's... There's a mattress on the floor. It's doubling up as someone's bedroom, I think. It has, yeah. And, and if it's someone's bedroom, it's it's, it's grim. Yes. Uh, it's grim. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're I I I get the I get the um I get the what's the what's the term impression impression that walking in tonight it's going to be the start of Christmas gigs. Oh, so, nice. So everyone telling yeah, everyone's, everyone's everyone's having a lovely time except yeah. the comedians. Yeah, <laughs> and all the comedians will be asking you quite asking. Everyone looking forward to Christmas? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But then just people are just too drunk and, and yes, in their own head. Uh, <laughs> I think last time I was here there was a Christmas dude, but they were really well behaved. Oh, that's but, good. But then it does make you think that's the the type boss yeah. who's getting his Christmas due out of the way in the second week of November. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, because we've only got a short amount of time, so you've got no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, what got you into comedy? Yeah. Uh, oh, so I've always been um, uh, a keen watcher of comedy. Yeah. From a young age, I loved watching sitcoms, which is such a good Yeah. Get on to talk about. So yes. watching sitcoms with my. Um, my dad and my mum and it's just kind of like a family thing and then I um, just started watching like uh, stand-up comedy as well like mm-hmm. I was never the mass- a massive stand-up fan I was more of a sitcom fan mm-hmm. and then I realised some of my heroes who were in sitcoms were also stand-up comedians stand-up comedians and so yeah I just started watching stand-up comedy and then um, yeah just saw a competition decided to go for it really. which one was it? it was a chore student competition so oh. it, was in, when it was in my last year of university and I saw this competition, I just thought, yep, I'll, I'll, that's what you do. But then when I got there, I realised that a lot of people had been going for a while. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a, it was a baptism, a baptism of fire. But yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. So was that like, did you, did you, did you do well? Did you bomb? Or did you, like, I did well. Good. Which, <laughs> yeah, which gave me the, yeah, a bomb later. Oh, but, yes. But uh, first one, did okay for what it was. Yeah. You know, for the circumstances of it being the first ever gig. It did well. Um, yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah. So, because um, your first one was a competition. Yes. What is your stance on comedy competitions? I'm I'm starting to do them now. And uh, I'm, I'm on the I'm in I'm in the middle of them at a minute. I don't know. I don't think they're not the be all and end all. No. You've seen lots of people who have come through and won every competition under the sun, and yeah. then they didn't. They obviously because you, you then got to develop into like a twenty minute act or yeah. an hour act. Yeah. You got to turn into a long form or. Um, so they they certainly help you get noticed at the start. They yeah. give you a nice little boost. Yeah. But you know, there's loads of there's loads of amazing comedians out there that never got anywhere in competitions. Yes. So, but um, yeah, it, it it's a nice head start. It's a nice yeah. boost. But um, yeah, I got um, I got to the final of one competition. I got to loads of a few semi-finals. Yeah. Yeah, I got to the final and placed in one competition. Oh, nice one. The loaded laughters back oh. in 2011. Oh, okay. uh, but that was a good good one to be in because there was quite there was a, it was a really good crowd the night of the final and I managed to get it filmed and put it up as like my sh- yeah. show reel kind of thing so but yeah they're not the which competitions you're entering um, I've done well, I've entered the stand I did enter the stand up club one right they pay ten quid to enter oh right okay yeah. oh yeah oh yeah. how was that <laughs> yeah. do you know what I did well. But yeah. I did four minutes fifteen seconds instead of the four minutes thirty, which was the cutoff. 
Which was right. Yeah. So if you did under four, if you did under four minutes today, you got disqualified immediately. Oh but wow. Okay. I kind of, but the thing is, I knew I'd rush. I knew I'd rush my. I knew I'd rush the material, so I wasn't really too upset about not yeah. placing because I was under the under the thing. But got laughs. So that's yeah, of course. Cool. That's all it's all about. Um, I did Leicester Square New Comedian. Yep. Um, bombed for the first two minutes. And then did alright for the for the other for the other three, but didn't get but didn't get through because of the first because of the hey, first minutes. If you're but, looking yeah. for purely like stage time, yeah, they're, they're good. great. They're yeah. great, yeah, because they're new and they get a crowd a lot. Yeah, of them. that's right. So yeah, if um if that's what you want, if you want to work at being a better comedian, um, in fact, I think that's probably. Uh, I always found when you took the pressure off the gig, that's when yeah. you did better. So yeah. if you go into this game, oh, I win this and I go into the next round, and yeah. so you're probably putting yourself under far yeah, too much pressure. Exactly. Play, play the gig, not the occasion. Exactly. I did, yeah, because I did that for the Leicester Square New Comedian one. Right. And obviously didn't get through, didn't do very well on that. But for the stand-up, for the stand-up club one, did much better, even though yeah. I still didn't, even though I still didn't get through. Yeah. But do you know what? it's a weird game? I keep saying this to everyone I meet. Like it is a fucking fun but weird game. It's playing, very odd. It's very odd. It's very odd to, um, you know, the unsociable hours that yeah. it is, and uh, yeah, you end up, um, yeah, especially when in the early days when you're trying to get five minutes together and yeah. you, you know, you spend all day thinking about it and, um, you know, you're going over it in your head yeah. and yeah, like it's. It's a very odd hobby yeah. that then turned into a career, and even though I've done it for so long, I've never got used to the reaction of people being like, "You're a comedian." Yeah. Kind of got, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. It is an odd one. <laughs> so, so when did it just finally click for you that this was going to be the thing that you're going to do? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Has it has. It <laughs> what it was, I um, so I finished university and I couldn't get a job because um, the financial crash in 2008 happened. So I kind of was fun uh, times. Yeah, fun times. So I kind of was bumbling. So I kind of almost forced myself thinking, well, if you can't get a job, do do something that you want to do, and that was this. So yeah, it was. I, I can't remember when I in my head I just kind of went right. Well, this is what you want to do. Mm. So I can't. I couldn't couldn't put a time point on when that was because it was like literally me trying to be creative enjoying doing comedy enjoying doing the gigs to then going oh you actually want to do this for a yeah. for a living this is what you want to do you need to keep going at it kind yeah of thing, you know because i'm sort of at the moment as an open spot i'm in the because i've been going for a year and a half now right i'm in that bit now where it's sort of starting to bridge from being even though I'm not getting paid much for it at the moment, it's starting to bridge from just being a hobby mm-hmm. to something that I'm actually properly doing on a very, very regular basis. Sure. What advice would you give to someone who's looking to break into the clubs like the one we're at at the moment? Okay. Uh, what I would say is if you can keep a little job alongside yeah. for as much as possible, for as long as possible... Mm. Um, just so you know the bills are taken care of. Yeah. Don't put yourself under pressure of making comedy pay the bills too early. Because no. if it's taken care of, then you can continue to pick any gig that's going. Mm. That stage time is the most important thing. Yeah. So if you continue to try and get any gig across the country, um, you know, uh, and that's that's the important thing. Once it's become that, you know, you have to do gigs to get money in order yeah. to survive it changes yeah so if you can stave off that position until you're comfortable closing the full-time full-time job down and moving into comedy full-time yeah i uh, don't rush it definitely don't rush it yeah. because um 
but it, like I say, it's, it's a health thing. Cause sometimes you do, you are running yourself into a ground. I, yeah. Uh, I was, I remember like crashing my car on the way to a gig because I was so really? tired. Yeah, yeah. Luckily it was fine. It wasn't that and bad. You're, and you're fine as well. And I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's that. Yeah, if you can um, keep things going. Yeah. That pays the bills. Yeah. Doing a comedy, yet still being able to write and um, you know turn over material. If you can, if you feel you're healthy enough and you can do that, keep that up. Um, yeah. Just, just because I mean, I mean, some people don't. Some people mm. think that if they're hungry and they've got no money and that's helps. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, oh, I, I wanted the bills taken care of and then I've mm. just got to a position where it was like financially viable for me yeah. to not have to work. Uh, a part-time job. How did you go from being an open spot to the paid stuff? Uh, my agent helped a lot when oh, I got nice. signed. They were really good at getting me gigs. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, you get into a load of clubs that you've never got into before, and you get money. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, it's like, okay, you get paid. Um, also, um, I mean, some people might think this isn't what 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 I've got alongside it is I do um, a bit a little bit of acting, yeah. and so those little bits of jobs they help because the money comes in, okay. it's, you know. So those little bits like that. So um, yeah, it was it was having someone on my behalf approaching yeah. clubs that I hadn't got into before, yeah. being able to be like, right, yeah, you can go and do this spot. It's X amount of money, and I'm just like, right, okay, blah blah. And because I still had a day job at that time, yeah, I was earning a decent amount day job and mm. night and uh, so yeah but that's what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of yeah. comics just because you see them on the tv doesn't mean that they're not doing other things to keep the bills of course yeah, on the yeah, side. yeah 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 like yeah. k Curd, like recently just left his job i saw and, that yeah uh, with the people clapping him down yeah, there, uh, yeah, stairs, yeah. Apple. and yeah. yeah he was just on live at the apollo yeah yeah you just um i think uh a lot of this has been made um about recent about like um there was that lady that used to be in EastEnders and people yeah. were like oh, yeah. scoring on the fact that she went and did a uh, security guard at job at B&M, wasn't it? Yeah. But it's all about grafting, you know? Yeah. You know, people have families and, you know, and it is, it's it's expensive, you know, yeah. to pay that petrol to get to a gig and to, to pay that train fare to get to the gig and in the early days the fees aren't as good as they will get. Yeah. So you do need to have something that's on. There's no shame in being able to um, provide for yourself and other people that might be dependent on you. So yeah, yeah. it's... um. Yeah, like uh, the way people reacted to that story with scorn, it just makes you. There's a lot of people that just don't actually get the realities of no. trying to work in the arts when you're from a specific background. You know, yeah. they can't all. A lot of people just get handouts and stuff like that. It does happen. Yeah. Um, you know, they get handouts from mum and dad or, or a trust fund and. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not. You know, those people, I'm not pouring scorn on them. That's their situation. Yeah. But there are just some people that just the reality is to uh, have a career in comedy, to have a career in acting, um, they have to have a day job. And yeah. it's not the most glamorous day job, but that's what they do. And, and then those people have my full full respect because I've yeah. been there. I've been there. Uh, yeah. uh, speaking of which, uh, how was Edinburgh for you? I had a really, really lovely Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, yeah, the show was really good. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed performing. It was, it was what, 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 like a really fun thing to have written, but a really personal thing to have written. Um, the audiences were great. I think I had probably, of all the performances, like one weird one, mm. but the rest of it were really was really, really nice. Um, and yeah, just really enjoyed doing the show. It was quite personal and it had a... Um, you know, I had a really nice take-home message, but it was funny as well. There was yeah. really sort of good jokes, and um, yeah, what was great is talking to people who have seen each of my shows. And the general consensus along my friends and my wife was both. They all said that they think 
they feel that that's my strongest show. Nice. So that's given me a nice kick to think, well, next year I can write an even better show. Yes. Yeah. how it should be. You know? So you're going to do another hour next year? Uh, possibly. At this moment in time, yes, I think. Um, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It depends on, on factors. Yeah. Um, you know. Exactly. But, uh, so where do you think Edinburgh's going as a, as a medium? Um, I don't know. It seemed to revert back to its kind of status quo this year mm. with a lot of um, sort of pleasant acts being uh, nominated. Where a few years ago it seemed that the, it was getting spread out, that a lot yeah. of love was getting spread out. Because um, there was an article, wasn't there, where the guy who listed all of his top favourite shows and they were all, that was from, I think it was from The Telegraph. Oh, well, and they were all, all from The Pleasants, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is there's definitely, um, you know, there's a bias yeah. and. Even if it's an unconscious bias, there's a bias. Even if they go, oh, it just how it happened they've been in Pleasance. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, that's still a bias, like whether yeah. you're meant to or not, you, you know. Um, but I didn't, yeah, I, I, I saw so many shows and they were all across the board. And so they weren't centred and they're all brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, with the medium of, obviously, people don't really need Edinburgh no. um, to make it, you know, you just look at how many people are coming up through the. Um, in we're in the internet age, I suppose yeah. you say. Um, and uh, but uh, for me, what Edinburgh represents, it's a it's a deadline for me to get a new hour together. Yeah. And that's what I'll always treat. I'll always treat Edinburgh. For me, the healthiest way to treat Edinburgh is by the end of it, you want to be a better comedian. Yeah, that's it. Um, some people might not get that, or might not take that. They might go, oh, it's you know, I need to have X X Y and Z by the time I come up from Edinburgh. And they, you know, that's not going to happen. No. Maybe not going to happen. So, you know, I think um, it is. It can be a long old month. It can yeah. be soul destroying. You know. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I think in terms of myself, where I see Edinburgh going for myself is that I'll continue to go up there mm. and put up shows and just try my best to increase as a comedian. Yeah. Where it's going in terms of like, because it's so expensive to be up there. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I don't know because every year you think. Well, surely people are just not going to come yeah. this year in terms of like comedians, you know. They, they, surely, but um, they still Everyone do. We're, we're glutton for punishment, really. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, we we are. Us, yeah. Like, um, I did the full month with my, with two of my friends this, cool. this year, and I feel it. Well, me and a couple of other friends are thinking we're going to do it next year, but we're only going to do it for the week or that's a nice. week, or two, a week yeah. or two weeks. That's nice. I'm I do a podcast with my two friends, nice. and we're thinking of doing a, a week's run of the podcast oh sweet um, what's it called what's the podcast it's called After All This Time Always and we've done it three times did you get the reference After All This Time Always no it's a Harry Potter reference ah it's fine, it's fine. Um, I should get that I've read all the books and I've seen oh, all the films oh really yeah oh, I'm disappointed in you um, <laughs> but we uh, so we've done three live shows and they've all gone really well we did one last night and the majority when we asked the crowd who had listened to the podcast, only four people put it up, put their hand up. Mm. So we were like, all right, well, let's do the show. And so we did the show and then it got like a really, really nice response. Like really, really, like we were all buzzing when we came off stage. Yeah. Um, so much so that I was just like, right, well, we don't need to worry about an Edinburgh show, which, because the last two shows we've done have been very heavily filled with in-jokes because yeah. people were there and listened to the show. And it was like, but this one last night, we just purely did, it was very instinctive of um the three of us mm. it felt more like a there was a difference between doing a podcast live and that so yeah um maybe we'll take that up next year nice. i would really love to do that and that would that would really help my Edinburgh experience the idea that i could do a show with my mates for a week and not worry about it just turn up sit behind a desk with a mic and yeah. just chat 
That, that would be brilliant. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because we've been pushed for time. Yes. Let's go to Only Fools and Horses. Yes. So, what a fucking show. What a show. What a show. It's, um, you know, because originally when you asked me this, I did say um, Father Ted. Yeah. But then um, what was interesting is I compared Father Ted to Only Fools, and I realised they're actually quite similar. Yeah. In that all they've got the three main characters, and it's all about sort of characters' aspirations, yeah. you know? Um, they're from working class background, two brothers, um, and yeah, it just watching it every time it would revert a lot back to the status quo. Yeah. Um, at, by the end of the episode, um, until the very end of the series, yeah, the, the last series. But um, yeah, I just remember as a kid, some of my fondest um, televisual memories is watching that show and mm. the joy it brings, the sheer laughter. It was yeah. just the gag rate was unreal. It was. So funny, but also it just had the ability to turn up the poignant states. Yeah. It could be so, um, you know, no drama sometimes could touch touch it. I mean, David Jason's an incredible actor, yeah. um, incredible comedic actor, but also a wonderful actor, like a dramatic actor mm. as well. Do you think Nicholas Lindhurst can act, or was he just, or was, or was he, he just, just Rodney? Or was he just typecast as Rodney? I think he can. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he played like a killer in something before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember watching by a killer. Um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they're both good. I, th- I agree with you. So I love asking that question whenever I talk about Only Falls and Horses with anybody because it gets such a divided response because if you look at all the stuff he gets put in in the BBC, it's always the kind of... It's always he always looks like Lin- yeah. Nicholas Lindhurst. Yeah, so that's does. his problem. Whereas David Jason has a... Ch- sort of changes look when he went to be Frost in yeah. Touch of Frost he's very looks different to yeah. Dale Boy to um, the guy from the oh, Darling Buds of May yeah. who is and, the farmer um, you know uh, so yeah he's he's a bit more of a chameleon though, whereas Nicholas Lindhurst just looks like Nicholas yeah. Lindhurst but no I think I, I think I'll have to give him credit he's, he's yeah. a better actor than, than just good, Rodney yeah. Trotter he's just so good at Rodney Trotter yeah that's yeah well, I just love the fact that even today there's so many catchphrases and stuff that, yes that even people that don't really watch the show are aware of it because they're lovely just jubbly. lovely jubbly and yeah. just the slapping, the slapping each other around the face <laughs> and the Batman and Robin and the Batman and Robin sketch. I remember I was, so I was nine and that scene came on and I collapsed with laughter yeah. at the scene where they run round to yeah. where Councillor Murray's being mugged <laughs> and I just exploded. I, I, yeah, I remember it hurting. Yeah. And like this thing, I've got a five-year-old, and I realised that she won't have the same relationship with stuff like that than I did with my dad. Because no. obviously, there's one telly in the house when we were growing up. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 28. You're 28. So you, you've had this. Oh yeah, one telly in the house. Well. Yeah, that's it. One telly in the house. Everyone watches it. Yeah. You know, no one had tablets, no one had phones and stuff. I know it sounds like I'm really old. I know. Yeah. So everyone would watch that one thing. Yeah. So, you know, there was a few things my dad would watch that I wouldn't be interested in, but because I watched Only Fools with him, I would, and I just got into it, and she won't have that relationship with yeah. me, I don't think. I'm, I, I would, I, you know, I'll, I'll happily um, watch, I know some of the stuff she's watching, yeah. but I don't think she will watch anything that I'm watching. No, um, not unless it's on, like, a BBC clip show or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but, um, yeah, and you said, obviously... Also, you just had to watch it there and then, yeah. and that's how television was watched. But yeah, that um, first part, um, uh, uh, Heroes and Villains, Yeah. the first part of the three-parter that led to the 
uh, the final yeah. slash not final episode yeah because um, they did three more after that <laughs> heroes and villains I just remember absolutely dying and it was so yeah. funny 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 show what did you think of rock and chips um I yeah it was fine it wasn't it was um you had to take it for what it was yeah um it was like a sort of kitchen sink drama wasn't it it was yeah. it was like a nostalgia trip but it wasn't that funny. No. You know, no. but I, I don't think it's set out to be funny. No, it didn't have the lot. It wasn't filmed for a live audience, and it was no very single camera, and it was yeah. It was yeah. It was a bit. Um, I get why people were disappointed with it. Yeah, no, it. definitely, definitely. It was it was fine. Um, yeah. You know, the performances were okay, and you know, the story. It was kind of because it took a story that was in the main show about yeah. uh, Delroy and Rodney's mum having an affair with them. Um, yeah. Freddy the Frog, yeah. uh, played by Nicholas Lindhurst, which yeah. is obviously a nice little touch. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, um, it was fine. It was fine. It was, yeah. it wasn't, you know, I, uh, it wasn't only fours and horses. But no. then I, it was the same, in the same way as the the Boise spin off the Green Ring Grass. Green Green Grass, yeah. That was oh, fine. Marla, Marla, Marla. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It was, it, but it's just not only fours. Do you know what's kind of weird though? I've got more memories of sitting down watching the Green Green Grass because oh, really. Age. Oh, then I do okay. watching Only Falls and Horses sure. because for me the Green Green Grass was staple Friday Night BBC it was Super. yeah 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 it was actually yeah and because it came after my family oh, right yeah <laughs> yeah which to be honest in it's early series my family was really funny yeah and I, it lost yeah, its way like halfway through yeah once but it then, changed the character changed the cast it went a bit weird but, but then I think it picked up again in the last season. I didn't watch the last season. Uh, I'll take your word for it, though. <laughs> John, man, um, you've obviously got to get on because you've got a MC Yeah, what's wrong with it? Yeah, it uh, thanks so much for... No, nice, man. Yeah. Where, can, where can they find... Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter, at Tom Toll. Yeah. Um, at Tom Toll Comedy, sorry. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, at Tom Toll Comedy as well. <laughs> and then I'm on Instagram as Tom Toll. Nice. So, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, um... Go, go, go do a dig gig now to oh, some uh, right. Christmas folk, I think. No, nice, man. Well, well, good luck with the show tonight. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. For the uh, benefit of the tape, we just shook our hands again. The second time. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Tom. All right.